Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Wells. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I started growing a goatee, and I'm hating every bit of it. Send me a picture of that after. I gotta see that. All right, will do. I didn't think you could grow a goatee. I can. <laughs> it just takes a while. <laughs> You must have started that at uh, the marathon last time I seen you. <laughs> Actually, it was about three days ago. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough making fun of your goatee. Um, so yeah, a cool uh, a cool week for uh, to be a Nintendo fan, I guess. We had a surprise Nintendo Direct drop out of absolutely nowhere. And it was pretty so, big, uh, too. Yeah, it, it was pretty big. I saw a lot of people say that it was like an e3 level direct i don't know if i'd quite go that far but it was uh, like it was pretty beefy it was pretty substantial there wasn't a whole lot of new titles announced or new surprises or anything like that but like you know i also feel like we're kind of at a weird in-between time for nintendo like most of their big guns were shot off in 2017 so like your marios your zeldas uh and whatever and, and your mario karts and those those aren't quite ready to be reloaded yet but so you don't have anything to show for those. But then at the same time, you also just released a bunch of other games or whatever, like Fire Emblem. You have Link's Awakening. You have you've already announced Animal Crossing and Pokemon. So like, there's nothing really new to announce or anything like that. So it's it's kind of a weird in between time. I feel like for the Switch, I'm kind of okay with that though, because I think you know it, it's great to see announcements for new games and stuff like that. But at the same time. You know, there were also a lot of games that we saw at E3 and in previous directs that we just, we didn't get a whole lot of information or detail on. So the fact that this direct, I think, focused a lot on expanding a lot of those details, uh, for, exa- for example, um, you know, with Town, uh, as well as some new Sword and Shield details, things like that, like, it was really nice to, to kind of get a, a clearer picture of what, what is coming. Yeah, I'm with you. I had um, a couple friends message me and were just like, uh, that this direct was really disappointing. There was nothing new announced. But, you know, I feel like the games that we know are coming out in the next couple months are just like, they're such high quality games anyways that like, I feel like that's enough to carry the the load, if you will. Um, and, you know, we've got, uh, we've got the game awards just, you know, they're going to sneak up on us here pretty quick. Um, so, I mean, really, what more do you want? But, uh, yeah, it was it was a good Direct that uh, just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, typical Nintendo fashion, they announce it with about 13 hours from announcement to air date. So, that was cool. We had a show planned for this week, but we're going to re-scramble and do it next week. And, uh, really, there is not a whole lot of Zelda news going on other than Canadian-only, Canadian pride... Canadian-only 7-Elevens are offering Link's Awakening Slurpee Cups, so, I mean, I'm going to take my butt over to 7-Eleven after this and uh, grab a Slurpee. You're going to ship me one, right? Sure. I'll ship you one. (laughs) For $100 I probably will ship you one if you want it. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, so there's really not a lot of Zelda news, so we are just going to deep dive into this Nintendo Direct. So if you're listening to the Champions Cast this week, it's going to be more of a general Nintendo episode than a Zelda episode. But uh, I I think we'll make up for that after September 20th because we are, of course, going to go deep into Link's Awakening. But uh, without further ado, let's jump into this Nintendo Direct and, and break it down. You ready? Let's do it. 
All right, so maybe the worst kept secret in the video game industry uh, kicked off this Nintendo Direct. Overwatch is finally coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, I can't say that I have like strong opinions of this one way or the other. I'm just, I'm not really much of an online gamer type. And I wanted to say I'm not really a computer gamer type or a PC gamer. And I know that Overwatch isn't exclusively a PC game, but like it just, it feels like that to me. So, you know, this is exciting for some people, maybe not as exciting for me. I know that you have more of a little bit more intimacy with Overwatch. What do you think about this? Are you excited? Um, It's certainly nice to see that, you know, some Blizzard titles are going to be coming to Nintendo. Um, I think this is something that, outside of the leaks that happened, like this this was kind of something that we all expected with Nintendo's big branch into, oh yeah, we're doing a whole lot more third-party stuff now, and, you know, everybody's starting to hop on board from Bethesda to, you know, who, who you name it, like everybody and their mom is on Nintendo now. So, you know, that's a great thing, and I think that this was a long time coming. I had a little bit earlier preview of it than than some, uh, even with the leak, but I, I, I like it. I, I've always loved Overwatch. Uh, I agree with you, though. It is primarily kind of like the competitive scene is all pretty much on PC. Um, there, there are odd tournaments here and there, I think, for console. But, like, console is definitely for the, the more casual crowd and i i think it's great that they're bringing it to nintendo because that's exactly where that that crowd lies so i think they're making a good decision here and i think it'll do pretty well yeah you know i'm i'm happy for the people that are happy about this um to me it's it's again one of those things it's like okay cool this is on a nintendo console but like three years later so it's not it doesn't carry that same amount of excitement. And I guess, like, Overwatch really is a platform. So it's not like it's a three-year-old game so much as, like, it's it's a service, almost. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, you know, I think it's good for Nintendo to have a game like this. I, I think that it really kicked off the theme of this Nintendo Direct. Pretty much the entire theme throughout the whole thing was subliminally telling you, and not so subliminally at some points, saying that, you know, Nintendo Online is about to go into its second year this is why you should resubscribe. A lot of the games that were shown off are primarily multiplayer online focused games or things that would entice you to re-sign to your Nintendo Switch online account. So Definitely. Um, yeah, Overwatch, I think, was a good ambassador to, uh, to kick that off. So happy for those that are happy for this. I'm really excited for this next game, and that is Luigi's Mansion 3. I think this looks so good. I am so excited to play this. It's just, it's so funny to me because, like, every time I watch, like, anything related to Luigi's Mansion 3 and just Gooigi comes up, like, I just automatically think of Gooey. And it just cracks me up and I have a smile on my face. And, uh, you know, I, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is looking like a fantastic game. I mean, they they blew it out of the park with the first two. So it's not like uh, they're not building off of an already successful story. But... Everything that we've seen just looks it looks phenomenal. So I'm all aboard. You know, it feels so weird that we got Luigi's Mansion, the first one, back in like what was it, two thousand and one when the GameCube launched. And then it took God, it took like twelve or thirteen years to get a sequel. It it feels so strange to me because like it Luigi's Mansion I think is such a fun, great concept that it you know, I don't know why we don't have more of these games. It feels weird that this is only the third one. 
But um, yeah, I think Dark Moon on the 3DS is one of the 3DS's best games. Uh, this one, I mean, you, they showed off like like a crypt level, a jungle level, um, some pirate ships and stuff like that, a disco themed level, which I was just pumping my fist at. I'm super hyped um, for the like the Egyptian kind of Luxor theme that yeah. uh, that they showed off. That looked really cool to me. I you know I, it's funny that you mentioned that too, like the the kind of lull we've had in between Luigi's Mansions. And I think it might be due to the fact that, like, despite its popularity, Nintendo has just been, for the past almost 20 years now, just been cranking out, you know, various franchises that have just kind of blown up for them. You know, the, it's not just Legend of Zelda, Mario, and and um, Metroid now. It's like, or, or Donkey Kong and all that stuff. Like, it's, it, they have so many franchises. So many that have just done so so well and have gotten a place in a lot of both newer and older gamers' hearts and so it it's one of those things where I think like every every few years they kind of think about it and they're like, well, should we do another Luigi's Mansion? And I I I suspect that some of them are just like, well, let's wait for the right time. And I think they've nailed it on the head so far. Yeah, the, the polish on this game, I, I think it just looks spectacular. Um, I'm really, really excited to play this. Uh, it's good. And then they showed off an eight-player online party mode where you, uh, you're you either Luigi or Gooigi, and you can fight other people. So I think that'll be kind of fun, too. Maybe we can play that as a group at, uh, at one of our Zelda Dungeon meetings. But, yeah, I, I am really looking forward to Luigi's Mansion. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, maybe... Maybe not game of the year, but I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year. Yeah, definitely. One of the games that I do not think is going to be the best game of the year is whatever that new Kirby game was called that they announced. Yeah. I You know, as soon as I saw like Kirby pop out, I was just like, oh, God, Andy right now is having an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I already knew. It's... I was like, this game is going to suck only because Andy is going to rant about it for like 10 minutes. It's not that I hate... It's not that I hate Kirby. It's just like... God, I, I feel like Kirby is the Nintendo character that, that Nintendo is just like, okay, we've got... We've got this game concept, and like we're not sure if it's going to be very good or not. But let's slap Kirby on it just to make sure that people buy it. Yet and I, so and many I, people I hate play it. it. I know, so and so many love people it. play it because it's Kirby. I don't know, man. There's something I will charming be, about. I will be skipping this one. It's a free to play. <laughs> it looks like it's what, like a like a class based RPG almost. Uh, I'm trying to remember something everything like that. that I saw, yeah. but. I don't it's, know. It's definitely there's four classes that you can that you can pick and like you battle you battle things and there's cute characters. It's it looks like it looks like a Kirby game. I feel like every single Kirby game for the last 10 years has had a different gimmick that none of them have stuck. So this is just the latest in a long line of like whatever, let's just let's throw Kirby's name on it and see how it does. This is definitely a holdover title between the last Kirby game and the next Kirby game, but it, it might be, I think um, maybe it's kind of like a Kirby mixed with Bomberman. I don't know. Kind of had that feel. I, don't know. I, I looked at this. I was like, yep, there's a Kirby game and immediately was looking forward to the next thing that they were showing in this Nintendo direct. Andy's wallet um, zipped up so fast <laughs> and it's free. And my wallet still zipped up fast. 
<laughs> should tell you everything you need to know. So the next thing uh, in the direct was Trials of Mana, which uh, which looks pretty cool actually. And I'm I'm not super familiar of the history of Trials of Mana. I don't know if you maybe are more familiar than I am, Taylor. I am. I I'm looking forward to this. Like uh, I think the whole Mana series has really needed kind of a not necessarily like a huge revamp like the Final Fantasy style, but something along the lines of kind of like a re-release or or a slightly updated version would be nice and lo and behold Nintendo is right on that rocket and saying, "Hey, let's do it." And I'm all for it. I think the Monsters is one of the best Japanese RPGs that uh released throughout the 90s and early 2000s and I think everybody should play it. So, can you correct me if I'm wrong here? But so the only the only mana game I can remember is Secret of Mana, which is of course on SNES. But these games were Japanese games only, right? And then they were brought over to the states on the Game Boy, I want to say, and they were called like Final Fantasy Adventure or something like that. Um, is this correct? Am I thinking of the right thing? That doesn't sound familiar, but you could be right. Like it's been a long time since uh, since I've been familiar with the very first game um all i know is that they were eventually ported to the u.s and i think only the second or the third game um had its original title i see either way i guess this game looks pretty neat you can play it uh hd pick one of six characters and you know it kind of looks looks like a traditional jrpg but i'm also all about those so yeah i, th- I think that this is is a pretty uh, nice little game that it's they a showed. it's a very classic example of a of a japanese rpg so like you have your final fantasies and you have your chrono triggers and then secret of mana is basically like right up there with it uh so moving on here the next game that was shown was a game called the uh, abra din which is kind of it's visually very unique it's kind of like granular black and white looks like um something you see on like an old television it's, it looks kind of like uh detective-y like kind of a detective game uh, basically the impression that i got from this game is it's like this was this was every other old steam game from a couple years ago that's now being ported to nintendo switch to find a new audience it looked very much like a game that you would see in your steam queue to me yeah i can agree with that um and, that, when that, I was... and that's not a bad thing I no 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 not at all uh there are some fantastic indie titles on steam that you know sometimes you you don't really notice until they they do something like this where they come to you know a widely reaching platform not that steam isn't widely reaching but it doesn't have the same marketing that say nintendo does uh but that being said when i when i first saw this trailer um I was kind of struck by it because it, it kind of gave me the feeling of that whole like reading a, a Cthulhu book, like where it's got that kind of like dark uh, black and white gritty feel. But at the same time, like there there's a deep mystery to it and you're you're trying to figure it out. So I thought that was really cool. And I think it, it actually might be a game I'm probably going to pick up at some point. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty interesting. Um, takes place. I think I think it's on a ship. So yeah, a trade like a ship that mystery. apparently disappears and then reappears, and you have to kind of figure out what what happened to it and why it's here now. You know, what? if if this was a 
like nice little five hour game, I would totally be into it. Um, I, I don't know that I'd want anything longer than that, but just like a, a nice cheap little game like that. And yeah, I, I think that I'd be um, willing to check that out. Actually, not really anything to do with the Nintendo Direct, but I should maybe give a shout out to um, to a game called The Sinking City. I got a review code for it and I haven't played it quite yet, but I am quite excited to do so. It looks kind of looks again like one of those like Steam games where it's like visually like a narrative story and stuff like that. It, it, it just looks really cool. Um, so I'm going to check that out and uh, I'll let you guys know how that is. But uh, excited for that one. I think we saw something about that at E3 actually. So, yeah. yeah, sidebar there, but looks interesting. Um, moving on. This is a game that I think that uh, we were both a little bit excited about when it was announced. Little Town Hero, formerly known as just Town by Game Freak. Looks, uh, looks interesting. So it, the, the original vibe that I got from this game was that it was more of like a Animal Crossing slash RPG kind of a thing. But th- this is very much more so on the RPG side than the Animal Crossing side. Um, it looks visually, it reminded me a lot of Monster Boy. Um, oh, okay. And that, that just came out on the Switch. But, like, the whole the whole gist of the game is is that you can, uh, you're, you're protecting your town from monsters, and the, the town is actually your battle map, so you can move around and team up with other villagers or whatever. They can help you defeat different monsters. It seems that each villager kind of has their own unique thing that would help you defeat a different monster or whatever. It, I don't know. What did you think? It looks... It looks neat. Well, granted, I think what we saw at E3 was quite significantly different than what we just saw recently. Like, there are definitely some elements that are the same. And, like, the the overall concept, I think, was, was familiar. But when I was watching it for a second, I had to remember that this, you know, this wasn't a brand new game that had that is just being announced at this Nintendo Direct. It was something that we had seen before. Um, I I think I liked the version I saw at E3 better. I totally suspected you were going to say that because that version looked, like I said, it, it looked more Animal Crossing slash Harvest Moon than this yeah, one. Yeah, but at the same time, like... It, it, as much as I love those games, like I am also a huge RPG fan, so like the the kind of switch to an RPG, I wouldn't have expected it to be as kind of polarizing for me, I guess. But that being said, I I think it looks really good, and I think it looks polished, and it's nice to see Game Freak coming out with something other than a Pokemon game. Yeah, we should clarify too. This was E three, twenty eighteen. I want to say that they showed off town, so not. Not this past E3, so obviously a lot of time and a lot of um, different creative, you know, forklifts off the road have went into this game. So to to kind of change it from what it was when we first saw it, so it it does look different. Um, I, I I don't know. It it looks it looks okay. I think I one thing that I was surprised about is actually that it's coming out like right away. It's coming out next month, so it seems like maybe some more build up time or like a trailer showing off this game before it was going to release imminently might have done it a little bit of good so that you know people could kind of like warm up to the idea of like okay what is this game and you know is is this still the same game that i saw way back when i I don't know it seems it seems like that might have done it a little bit of good 
But I, I mean, I guess we're going to see right away because, I mean, it comes out like early October. And I guess one, one other thing um, that's noteworthy about this game, too, is that Toby Fox does music. And uh, he, of course, did all the music for Undertale, which is a huge cult game, which actually we'll get back into in a little bit in this direct. And the music so is also cool really thing. good in it. So I, I imagine it'll be just as good in town. Um, I, I This is something I've uh, kind of a trend I've noticed with Nintendo is that a lot of their games now, they're... Like, announcing a game, like, either with a teaser or a trailer or something like that. And then we don't hear about it other than, oh, yeah, it's in development for, like, six months, a year, year and a half, two years. And then all of a sudden we get something else, and it's either, like, a 10-second teaser that says, hey, we're still in development. Or it's a big trailer that drops and says, hey, this game is announcing in the next, like, two weeks or month or whatever. Um, I We had that kind of with Breath of the Wild uh, for the first one where... We got a series of teasers and then nothing until like two months before the game was out. Mm, or not too, no, not too not much. Exactly so true. E th- e- the E3 presentation that kind of deep dived into it was what, like, was almost a year? I, I Yeah, I mean, that had a lot of unique kind of circumstances surrounding it which actually True. might make a good podcast episode one day just to do a a deep dive into the development cycle of breath of the wild but um but anyways, you can also notice it a lot with like the, the smash stuff like they say hey this character's coming out um this is this is the character we're announcing then we don't hear anything about him and until the next you know direct or whatever the next smash direct and then all of a sudden it's hey the character's gonna be available in an hour kind of thing i don't know it yeah. just seems like I, a pattern. I, I guess that's fair uh well i mean let's talk about it of course you're referring to banjo kazooie so you know the next thing on the nintendo direct is like hey banjo kazooie is available today so yeah i i feel like i feel like nintendo is selectively good at doing that like that free kirby game is also available um the day of the direct so um yeah so banjo kazooie released uh the fourth right after the direct was over and the stage uh really quickly have you played have you gotten to play as banjo at all i haven't but i'm gonna be playing him on monday or tomorrow rather today i uh <laughs> i went and played smash for the first time in like months ages and, yeah Eons. Like a long time actually I, I had never played as hero either so i played as him and he's goddamn he's cheap He's really strong. I can strong. see why people are just like take him out of uh, competitive Smash. Yeah, he's he's really strong. He kills it like the lowest of percents for no reason. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with Banjo though. His his move set made me smile. It, it reminded me of the old school like Banjo and Kazooie. Luckily, there's none of that nuts and bolts garbage into his move set. It's all strictly N64 style. Oh, so thanks. yeah, I had a lot of fun with him. Thankfully, that's the case, man. I I can't wait to try him out. Um, I you know I've I've always been a kind of a, a more casual Banjo Kazooie fan. I've only played a couple of the games, um, but I had a lot of fun with which with everyone that I played. But I don't know, like I I'm glad that he's on on Smash. I'm glad he's getting some representation, but I'm also kind of hoping he gets a new game sometime soon. Uh, yeah, I I feel like quite strongly that there's going to be a new banjo kazooie game at some point in the in the future like within the next 12 months announced mm. but uh that we were we weren't done with smash we got our next playable character announcement this one was um was kind of a dud there had been a lot of leaks 
about an SNK character that was going to get in. And sure enough, it came true. And it was Terry Bogard from the King of Fighters, Fatal Fury. And uh, this, I don't don't know. To me, I'm just like, eh. I'm actually really hyped He looks like Ken. Well, you know, know, it's funny that you mentioned that because they have kind of a a relationship so there's and in fact there's a bunch of people who you know are fans of snk and the fatal fury series as well as smash who are hoping that this animation makes it in because ken is also in uh smash and where uh ken picks up terry bogart's hat and then tosses it to him and then they they get ready to fight and terry puts it on it's it's a really cool animation but i think i i'm super excited about it i i've I'm more of a fighting game fan, I think, than you are. So I have a little bit more history with with Terry Bogard, and he, yeah. he's a fun character. You know, I I just feel like, and this is no disrespect. Well, I I mean, I guess by default it kind of is disrespect to Fatal Fury. But like, does anybody really like like is that a big series in 2019? Let's put it this way: you know that I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan, right? Mm-hmm. But if they would have announced like Scorpion or Sub Zero, that's a big deal. That's really cool, and I'd be really excited by that. Fatal Fury, yeah, that's so fair. Much. That's fair enough. I think like maybe if they, well, no, I can't even say that. I I would say that like a lot of Fa- Fatal Fury's characters have kind of drifted to other franchises in SNK's universe, um, as opposed to being like in their own games now, but. That being said, like, Terry Bogard, uh, Guy, like, all the characters that they showed in that, um, in that intro, in that cinematic, which I have to say was extremely well done. It was just utterly filled with, uh, with throwbacks and, and, and references, but I, like, if you, you could have put any one of those characters, I think, in there, and, and it would have pleased kind of that SNK fan base. But I, it, it was interesting to me because I kind of sort of thought that they would go in maybe not a Fatal Fury route, but maybe like King of Fighters. But when I one of my friends was saying that he was suspecting we were going to get um, Ryu, Ryu Hayabusa, who is a, a ninja character from Ninja Gaiden. And See, I, even that would have been cooler, I think. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. I don't think, like, the Fatal Fury series characters are probably quite as popular or well-known as, say, Ken Ryu or, or uh, Sub-Zero Scorpion. Uh, even some Soul, Cal- Soul Calibur characters, I think, are more popular than, than Fatal Fury. But that being said, I still think it has a solid fan base, especially in Japan. Um, amongst the older crowd. And I think that Nintendo is no longer, you know, focusing their their marketing and their um, their gaming towards just, you know, the 6 to, let's say, 28-year-old uh, demographic. Like, now we're getting a whole lot of, you know, more mature games, you know, whether it's Mortal Kombat on, on Nintendo or back... Um, what was that one game where you play with the Mad World? Play with the play the big burly guy with a chainsaw and you just murder everybody. Um, I I think Nintendo is kind of shifting their aim to be more uh, everybody, and so this is kind of like a throwback to that. 
Yeah, I you know, I I guess I just like when I was going through and seeing the response on Twitter and Discord to this Nintendo Direct, it just didn't seem like anybody really was excited about Terry. But at the same time, it also didn't really feel like anybody was just like, oh, this sucks. Like, it was just like complete indifference, which which is pretty much how I feel. Because I'm just like, whatever, like, he's there. It's just another character. I, I think that they did a good job of like, so they announced Terry and then they immediately said that like, hey, there's more fighters coming. So you don't have to get worried that now there's there's only this one slot left. I, like, yeah, I was going to say something similar. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like, Terry was was pretty indifferent. I think way more people were excited about the me costume for Sans than they were about Terry. Oh, they the YouTube blew up. Like, have you seen some of those reaction videos where there's like 900 people just screaming as soon as Sans Now Sans imagine makes if that was a playable character. Like that would have been way better. I uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know how he would play though, because like the the combat of Undertale is vastly different from from how Smash I, plays. I mean, I mean it is, but like I'm sure you could find a way. But just like, let's just say he was just a frick a clone of Samus. Even if he was just a clone of Samus, but just had that skin, like people would have loved it. You know, just the Probably. fact that someone from Undertale was in. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of it was eh for me. I think it was pretty. A lot of people were pretty indifferent. I'm sure there's terry bogard fans out there right now that are mad at us but uh if if there are terry bogard fans out there i'd i'd love to see where you are hit me I, up on twitter at spateri316 i'm excited that he's making a smash and you know i hope i hope he does well and i hope people like him and i can't wait to play as him so and i'm really All glad right. that we're getting more characters <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting more characters too. I I think that I might have felt a l- more disappointed about Terry if we we weren't getting didn't more characters. Get more characters. Yeah. So, all right, let's keep this direct moving here. Next up, they showed Link's Awakening. They didn't really show a whole lot of it; just bits that we already knew. They showed off some more chamber dungeon stuff. Um, they said that your Link's Awakening amiibo and all of your Zelda amiibo are going to be able to hold your chamber dungeons, and you can take them over to friends. But this really just begs the question of can you put your chamber dungeons online a la Mario Maker for other people to try? Because that would be pretty awesome. But I I haven't heard them say that you can yet, which leads me to believe probably that you can't. I feel like they have to include that. Like, there's no way. With the, with the amount of popularity that uh, Super Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2 have had, both just, like, in terms of entertainment value sales as well as you know people making a million and one youtube and twitch videos of it like it's it seems like a no-brainer that you would want to put that your first kind of like zelda dungeon creator with the ability to put that stuff online because you know what's what's the point of creating your own dungeon if you're just gonna run it through yourself maybe once or twice and then be done with it like you want to you want to share it so let, let me interrupt here for a quick second and say, like, I think that it's not going to be online and it'll probably be so by design because I feel like Nintendo is using this as a dry run for, like, Zelda Maker or, like, Zelda Dungeon Maker or something like that. But what's the so point I, of doing a dry run if you don't actually include probably one of the most important parts of a Zelda Maker or Mario Maker, you you name it? I, I mean, that, I'm not sure. I, I wonder if they just are doing it to gauge the fan and critical reception to the chamber dungeons to see like okay like 
this is the kind of feedback that we want to make it better before we go ahead and launch like a full blown Zelda maker or something like that online. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think it would just be a stupid move, honestly, if they didn't put the put the online. I, I hope they do. Yeah, I, I, and I hope that they do. But I could just, I feel like if they haven't announced it by now, eh, probably not going to happen. Well, the dungeon maybe maker it could come later. Well, the dungeon maker itself isn't exactly like this huge okay it's a huge feature to us as fans but the way that they've been marketing it like they've only shown us a couple of things with it and right it's basically like a little mini game yeah so it's like i don't think that necessarily they would just announce it because maybe they think that we think that it's kind of like a given and so it's it doesn't need to be mentioned really i don't know Uh, it's weird i don't think so i think if they're if you have the ability to share online with friends, especially during this Nintendo Direct where they're really harping on you to re-up your Nintendo Online subscription, that they would make a point of saying so. Yeah, but, but I don't I mean, think we'll, that kind we'll of see. feature would really need Nintendo Online, so to speak. Well, yeah, it would. You need to upload your dungeons and like give codes or something for, for people to play it with. Uh, you know what? Now that I've said that, I, I definitely feel like since we haven't heard it, it's not going to be a thing but but i don't know it could be let's talk about that amiibo though for a second because i i looked at that amiibo and i was kind of struck by how not low low quality is the word is the bad is a bad phrase to use for that because it's not but it seems like it is not as well done as some of the more recent amiibos we've had well that that's not fair kind of in a way though because like, let's look at the Ridley Amiibo that just came out. Like, that's a super detailed, intricate Amiibo. Whereas, like, the character design of Link's Awakening is very simple shapes, bright colors. No, no, no. That's not what I mean, though. Like, I, I love the the character design. I think that the the Amiibo looks just as cute as it should and charming as, as the art style, art style dictates. What I'm more referring to is just kind of like his... It's just lack of any pose or anything. Like, he's just standing there with his hands through his sides, you know, sword and shield in hand, just looking out. And it just seems weird to me. Yeah, I, I mean, his, his pose is, like, kind of whatever. I, I agree that he's just kind of, kind of looking at you straight on. But um, I don't know. I think, like, in terms of quality, it's still... Like, it's not like it's a, a, a downgrade in quality. Like, let's put it this way. I'd rather just an amiibo look at you straight on than have one of those stupid sticks or whatever that, like, the Link Super Smash Bros. Amiibo is on. Like, oh, I, I, I know I know what you're saying about that, but hold on, hold on. You know what I think they had a missed opportunity for here? They could have had the, the Link's Awakening Amiibo with the fishing pole and that stupid grin on his face that was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's... I think that would have been amazing. I think it's a missed opportunity. Uh, that would have been pretty cute. But alas... I don't know. I'm excited for that Amiibo. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's do a couple games that were announced here really quickly. Uh, we got the Dragon Quest demo, which, you know, that's cool. Um, we got, I think, the port that nobody in the world was asking for, but we got it anyways. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Fire Emblem, Cross, Persona, FE, Encore, Definitive Edition, whatever the heck this game is called. It's like the Fire Emblem... Uh, 
Persona tactics, whatever this game was crossover that they did on Wii U. I think like every, nobody liked this game on Wii U. I, I'm surprised that it's getting ported to the Switch. It just made me sad that like Xenoblade Chronicles X and Pikmin 3 are like literally the only games stuck in Wii U purgatory. So that's what it made me think of more than anything else. That was definitely the strangest uh, trailer I've seen recently. And I, every day, like all throughout that trailer, I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, why? What is yeah, happening? I don't, I don't know who, who this game is for. Obviously it's for a more of a Japanese audience, but I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Tokyo uh, Mirage. I, I'm Sessions... surprised that they, that they ported it. Yeah, I mean, Tokyo Mirage Sessions isn't a bad game, per se. Like, there have been some really good ones, I think. Um, there was one for, I think it was for the GameCube, a while back. That no, 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 no. So, Tokyo good. Mirage Session was like a one-off kind of thing. This was, there was never another game. It's literally, it's a... Um, Are you sure? The heck is it? It's based off a series. It's called, like... Uh, Shing Shing many tactics or something like that. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, I, don't know, I know what it's based off of. And maybe that's what's confusing me. Um, yeah, no, to- Tokyo Mirage Session is its own thing. Hmm. There was just the one for Wii U. Well, yeah, I I don't. Either way, I don't get why they would. First of all, I don't get why they would cross over with Fire Emblem at all because like they have like almost nothing in common. It's very strange. It, it feels like a failed experiment, and I'm surprised that they are drugging that or dragging that back up for the switch yeah very weird so i don't know who i don't know who this game is for but it ain't for us but let's move on uh we got divinity original sin 2 coming to switch which is kind of cool you can link it with your steam account we got a port of doom 64 so i guess maybe that's one of the more uh acclaimed doom games i'm not sure but uh that's coming to switch so that's exciting for fans of doom and we've got a online shooter called rogue company which uh, looks like kind of your typical um, class-based shooter where you can choose to be a sniper, a brawler, a swordsman, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't quite look like a battle royal, but I'm sure that uh, there'll be some fans of this out there. And then we move over to Pokemon Sword and Shield. And um, you know what? This game looks great. It really does. I know there are some people out there mad that it doesn't have all the Pokemon in the world, but like I, I don't care. I think that this game looks great. That was a pretty controversial thing for a while. The whole uh, no Pokedex or no uh, national decks, I guess. You know what? I guarantee you that ninety percent of the people complaining about the no national decks have never wouldn't it. go and collect all the Pokemon anyways. Yeah. So like, who cares? I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I think the only time that I actually caught all of the pokemon was probably the first two generations um after that i was just kind of like i don't have the time as much as i would like to just for collector's purposes i don't have the time and i really have my own favorite pokemon anyway so i'm gonna go and catch those instead i agree and and i mean like when you when you buy a Pokemon game, it's not like all the Pokemon are available in it anyways. Like, where is this kind of outrage at having to buy another game or trade? I, I don't know. I just, I think the whole thing is silly. But anyways, let's talk about what they showed off in the Direct. Um, they showed off a few things, including uh, the avatars and how you could really customize your avatar, which I thought was kind of cool because, like, they played around with this a little bit in the, I think it was the one that was set in France, um, X and Y, where you could change 
your style a lot more but like this one you can like really customize it it almost has like kind of a splatoon vibe actually with like the outfits and the hairstyles or whatever that you can give your trainer so i thought that that was pretty neat it really did um, like that that's a perfect description for it and i loved every minute of it i i really enjoyed the customization aspects that have been slowly creeping into pokemon over the the past i want to say decade um and it, it just it's so nice like just the, it's the little things i think and sword and shield i don't think is going to be like hugely fundamentally different kind of like how um when they introduced the mega evolutions like that was a huge thing and and kind of changed the game in in a significant way i think sword and shield is focusing more on improving a lot of the fundamentals and just kind of making it a just a fun pokemon game to to adventure in the world with and honestly that's that's what i want and that's what i love so i'm all yeah, it about looks it to me like sword and shield is really improving your overworld experience from mm-hmm. the way that you catch pokemon to just the environments the way that you can interact with other trainers um the other thing that they showed off is like little tents that you can set up that uh, you can play with your pokemon at visit other trainers tents and stuff like that which is kind of cool this one I thought was pretty left field, but a little bit fun. There is kind of a Breath of the Wild style cooking uh, aspect in Pokemon Sword and Shield where you cook curry. There is a hundred different types of curry. And I got to be honest with you. I didn't know that uh, that curry was all that big in England where uh, the Galar region is based off of. But I guess that it is. Um, I'm not too sure on the details of that actual popularity, <laughs> but that being said, um, I'm down c- with curry, man. I, l- yeah. I love curry. Cook- cooking and, and Pokemon isn't exactly new. Like you could do poke blocks before and stuff like that or food adjacent things. But this is, I think the first time where they've just out and out said, oh yeah, this is chili or, or curry or, you know, hot dogs on a stick for your for your Pokemon, and I, and I love it. Like, any anything that has oh, yeah. cooking in it, I'm all for. And if you're bringing that to Pokemon, let's do it. Yeah, I definitely got the Breath of the Wild vibes watching, uh, you know, my trainer cook curry for his Pokemon. For sure. So, yeah, I, I'm all for that. Uh, we got two new Pokemon. One's a tea kettle that looks like it's uh, right out of Beauty and the Beast. The other one's a pelican that's... Uh, you know that's kind of cool maybe actually no it's not a pelican i think it's a stork actually you know when when nintendo sat down at their board meeting and said okay we're coming up with a new pokemon let's let's uh let's do a ghost okay let's put that ghost in a teapot okay let's have that ghost in a teapot make you tea okay i feel like nintendo is is understanding me on a spiritual level here I, I thought that thing was great. I love it. I was expecting to see a bunch of people hating all over it on the internet, too, and I, I don't think I did see that. I think most people are just like, hell yeah, it's a tea kettle Pokemon. I, I think Nintendo, or rather just Game Freak in general, is is fi- has found their creative edge again with coming up with new Pokemon. There were, there were a few years where I was getting a little uh, suspect that they were kind of running out of ideas, but... Pokemon like this kind of just make me smile and they think and makes me think that they have definitely not lost their their capacity for innovation. All right, so let's get to the next announcement what we're all really here for. We knew it was coming, it was a matter of when and not if. 
Super Nintendo games are coming to Nintendo Switch online. And really, this was the perfect time, the perfect direct to make that announcement right before all of our as on Nintendo Switch Online memberships expire. So, you know, we finally get to play games like A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World on our Nintendo Switch. I downloaded it, started playing A Link to the Past, and, you know, what can you say? I, I love it. I'm so happy that this is finally here. Um, it just, it, it, man, it warms my heart to play some of my childhood favorite games on my Nintendo Switch. I feel like if things continue along this trend, like, eventually, at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, all we're going to need is, like, four Switches. Yeah, hopefully. You know, now we can play um, the NES Zelda games. We can play um, Link to the Past. We're, I think we're going to substitute out Link's Awakening DX for Link's Awakening, the remake. So, I mean, right there, you've got one, two, three, four. Breath of Wild, Breath Zelda of Wild games 2. On switch yeah and then then you've got breath of the wild you know hopefully hopefully they'll introduce some of the other games onto switch but if not like really all you need is um a 3ds and a nintendo switch or to make a four swords adventure i guess but right i'll make a quick shout out i got a fun story i just bought four swords adventure on gamecube yesterday oh yeah yeah i think i'm gonna run through it solo oh good luck Thank you. I, I've never attempted Four Swords or Four Swords Adventures uh, solo, so uh, I hope it's better than the Triforce Heroes single-player experience. Yeah, you know, I've just, like, I've played a lot of Four Swords Adventures, and, like, there's so much story that we just kind of skip over all the time, so I was like, you know what, I want to experience this and see, like, what the actual story is. I love Vadi, so. Yeah, why not? Yeah, More Vadi is always good. Uh, quick shout out also to uh, speaking of the SNES games, I saw I managed to catch the fact that uh, Breath of Wild or not Breath of Wild, sorry, Breath of Fire is also yes uh, making it onto that that lineup, and I'm super happy for that. So shout outs to all my uh, fellow Breath of Fire fans out there. It's funny that you said that one because actually that one in particular I was quite excited for because I've never played it and I've always wanted to do it. So yeah, I'm excited to to get that one going. If you um, can, they're releasing a really cool controller with the snes online too yeah i i don't know if i'm gonna buy that one though like it i don't think i am but. it it looks cool and i think that the novelty of it is is pretty great but my wallet just can't handle this right now <laughs> yeah also if you get a chance uh play breath of wild or sorry breath of fire three and four those are really good uh when they come to nintendo switch online i will be sure to play those um, so yeah, let's run through the next couple of games that they announced. Um, an expansion, including some Zelda-themed levels for Tetris 99, so that was pretty cool. We get Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, and by God, no matter how far or how much they push this game, I just, like, don't care. I want to know, you know why, I, like, other Nintendo franchises can't make it to the Olympic Games. Like, why are only Mario and Sonic invited? Like, can't we get some Samus in there? Can we get... Some Legend of Zelda character. I want I want Tingle at the Olympic Games. Okay. Uh, they're I think they're busy saving the world or doing whatever they do. Too uh, busy for Mario important and Sonic things. <laughs> we got another uh, Damon X Machina demo, which uh, you know it, it comes out next week. And at this point, I feel like they're still not sure what kind of game they want to make or how this is going. So I don't get the best vibe from that. But we'll see how the reviews shake out. 
Uh, Star Wars Jedi Order 2 is coming Whoa. to Switch. Way to butcher uh, that one. Is, is that not what the game is called, Jedi Order it's 2? It's Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. It's one of the best uh, Star Wars games ever released. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I was clicking fast forward on that. Yeah, not I'm sure lie. you were. Well, uh, you know what? I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that it's good, but this like this game looks like poop, like just visually. Like, well, it looks yeah, really old. The like ga- when, <laughs> this game must have came out what ten years ago. It came out in I think it was 2000 or 2001, and then its sequel, Jedi Academy, came out in 2002 or 2003, I think. And honestly speaking, Jedi Outcast I think had the better story. Jedi Academy just had the better gameplay. So I was kind of hoping that they would port Jedi Academy, but for all intents and purposes, Jedi Outcast was a great game, and I think if you can get past the aged graphic look, uh, like so many people playing Final Fantasy VII, I think you'll find a great game. Uh, We got one more trailer for The Witcher 3 and uh, confirmation that all the DLC is going to be there. A sizzle reel full of a bunch of other games that we don't need to talk about. Uh, We spent a few minutes on Animal Crossing New Horizons. And you know what? I got to say, I'm not the biggest Animal Crossing fan in the world. I think that this one looks actually pretty neat in terms of like an Animal Crossing game. It looks like there are some new things going on. It looks like I don't I don't want to overuse this term or, or maybe it doesn't apply but, like, it, it feels like they're trying to reinvent themselves, like, the same way that Breath of the Wild did for Zelda with New Horizons. You know, if, if I were, and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm going to get this game, but I feel like if I was to give any Animal Crossing game a shot in the last couple, you know, in the last ten years, it would probably be this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly. Like, I, I you know me, I prefer Harvest Moon, but... If I were to try an Animal Crossing game, I, I I agree with you. This would be the one I would try. You know, I just... I felt this way... Like, I played the GameCube one. I played the DS one. I actually bought the DS one because I was like, you know what? I like Animal Crossing. Maybe if I play it portable, I can play it while I'm sitting on the toilet or something. This will be funner. But, like, I play it and I struggle with games where there's no... I don't want to say there's no point, but like there's no overarching thing to do or there's no something that you have to accomplish. And I'm just like, okay, well, like, what's the point of playing this? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to play this every day for the rest of my life. So what does it matter if I do the fields or catch bugs or like, I don't know, like I need something to work towards. Like, even when I play Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Like when I play Smash, I'm like, okay, I got to I got to finish World of Light and I got to collect all the spirits. Like, that's what I got to do. Like I play Animal Crossing, and it's just like, like I, I don't know, like what, sh- like tell me what to do, you know? Like should I collect all the bugs? Should I? I, I don't know. Well, that's the beauty I think of sandbox games is that it, instead of just like outright saying, "Hey, go here, do this, do that, do the, the other thing," it's one of those games where I I think, and I think Breath of the Wild is kind of like this too, and where it's it's up to you like you you create your own goals and objectives like figure out a way to you know what do you want to do do you want to build a nice house do you want to um... you know what yes and yes and no though because breath of the wild there's an overarching thing that you need to accomplish you need to get to the castle and rescue zelda and it and it doesn't tell you like it, it doesn't exactly not tell you 
what to do, but it doesn't tell you how to do it, which is the big difference, I think. But that's like, like Animal six Crossing hours just of doesn't tell you what to do. But that's like six hours well, of gameplay. In Breath of the Wild, like 90% of what you do in that game is stuff that you just decide to do for the sake of doing it or because you had a goal in mind. Like, if you were to just right, go through but, the but main there's also, story... Like, there's that, 120 shrines that you can find to yeah. upgrade. Like, like, there's a point to it, right? Like, there's a point to finding out all the shrines. There's a point to doing right. the Divine Beasts. Well, and, and that's Animal what Animal Crossing, Crossing is building up your island or your town or whatever it is, depending on which Animal Crossing you're playing. Yeah, you know what? I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I guess I just struggle with games like that. But okay, fair enough. that being said, if I was to dive back into the world of Animal Crossing, I think that this would be the one for me. For sure. I, I agree. Sorry for all of the Animal Crossing fans out there. I'm not trying to dump on Animal Crossing. I really, I'm, I'm really not. And as much as I love Harvest Moon, I will uh, full ahead admit that, you know, Animal Crossing is a fantastic franchise and there are a lot of fans out there. And I think this game will absolutely cater to almost every single one of them. I, I got to talk about this if we're talking about Animal Crossing. There is a video online and YouTube, probably the best video I've ever seen in my life. It's K.K. Slider singing Old Town Road. It's so good. What? It's so good. I've listened to it. Like, like this video has 500,000 views. I've listened to it probably 200,000 of those. You got to link me to this video. I'm going to play it at the end of this episode. It's going to be Excellent. absolutely unbelievable. And I'm going to play the whole thing, so stick around. <laughs> Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, okay, it, it's, it's amazing. So let's get to the end of the direct here. Um, we end off with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which I thought was kind of an interesting way to end off the direct. Um, usually... Usually you end it off with like a really big bang, and I'm not saying that this isn't, because I I quite like Xenoblade Chronicles. This game, it's a fantastic game, and I'm really happy that it's coming to the Switch. But it it is a little bit, I don't know. Does this feel like a main event kind of end your direct level announcement to you? Well, I'm kind of like a Xenoblade idiot. I know all next to nothing about this series. Like for example, when I was watching the trailer, I was like, is that is that kid? supposed to be shulk because he looks different than he does in smash so i i don't know if i'm the right one to ask about it but i think um i think this is definitely directed towards fans i don't know if it's supposed well, you know to like so, get people so into chronicles it. 2 sold quite well right um, like like very well xenoblade chronicles 1 obviously didn't it came out in the dying days of the wii it was ported over to the 3ds but it was one of like the three games where you had to have the new 3DS to play it. So I don't think that it did very well there either. That's where I first played it. But then like, like I'm happy that it's finding life on the Nintendo Switch because I think that this version will do far and away the best. I was but, under uh, the impression that the first game didn't do too badly. Like most people I know talked about it at one point or another or at least have played it. So I don't know... Is that really well, the case? I mean, I, I mean, I, it didn't it didn't stink up the joint in terms of sale numbers, but I also don't think that it did, you know, gangbuster numbers on the Wii. Like you gotta you gotta consider like this is the absolute dying days of the Wii. I want to say that this was released in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, so like not exactly when the Wii was at its peak. So 
but but I mean that being said, I think that it'll have a, a much bigger audience on Nintendo Switch, and I'm excited for a lot of people to to play this game because it, it like it really feels like Nintendo is investing in Xenoblade Chronicles as a franchise and like kind of giving it the push. You saw a really big marketing tactic behind Xenoblade Chronicles Two. The DLC with Torna was pushed really strongly. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see. But God, I wish that we could get Xenoblade Chronicles X off of the Wii U and onto the Switch. That's really I think sur- that's actually the best one. That's really surprising to me, though, that like you're that we're saying that Xenoblade Chronicles One didn't wasn't didn't do all that hot considering the circumstances. But then, like Xenoblade Chronicles Two was was it a launch title for the Switch, or did it come no, out shortly it, after? It came out. Uh, I want to say December. 2015 but it was pretty heavily heavily marketed like they were coming out with it saying like oh yeah this is you know this is a franchise we put up there with zelda and i was like oh okay that's cool it looks good i don't know so okay so i'm just looking right now it looks like yeah so xenoblade chronicles on the wii did just under a million so i mean like definitely not like a complete bomb but also maybe not fantastic numbers for a console that has a hundred million consoles out there in the world. Right. Right. Um, I, and I can't imagine that Xenoblade Chronicles X did a whole lot better on the Wii U. I don't know that I don't have the figure in front of me, but you know, just based on the fact that it's the Wii U, I can't see that that was doing, I can't see it doing any better business. So, you know, I guess on one hand, I respect how Nintendo is like, really, it seems like they're really trying to push Xenoblade Chronicles as like a big, series because i think like the quality is there it's just like you just got to get people to actually play it well i certainly don't fault nintendo for you know sticking to its guns and trying to you know make a franchise that may have had a rocky start you know actually succeed uh so i'm i'm all for that and despite you know not having really any experience playing the xenoblade chronicles games from an outsider looking in the games don't look bad at all they look actually quite um, quite good, and I think that. Yeah, and I feel this like this announcement is for someone exactly like you because yeah. I think that you would actually like Xenoblade Chronicles, but it, it's just like it's a matter of finding it and playing it, right? Yeah, I so I, I you know going back to your original question, I don't know that this was probably the best choice for for a direct cap, but. Like I said, I respect their decision to kind of stand by their franchises, and despite it maybe not performing as well as they hoped, um, you know, kind of trying to bring in that new audience and as well as, you know, release it for, for the original fans too. Um, and I think that them sticking by their their franchise and trying to make it work is is an admirable, admirable quality, and I, and I hope it does well. Yeah, to me, it, it was kind of like a cool move because it's like, maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but like by putting it at the end of the Direct, Nintendo is just like, you know what, this series is a big deal and everybody should care about it. It deserves your that, love. That's kind of like the vibe that I got from it. So. For sure, yeah, for it was, sure. It was cool to see, especially for, you know, me, I'm a big fan of the uh, three Xenoblade Chronicles games that we've got so far. So there you go. Um, and yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. So what did you what you think overall? Where where does this one rank on a scale of one to ten for you? Um, I'd say it was probably an eight. It was a very very meaty direct. We got a lot of information and stuff on on games that had already been announced, but we had seen very little of. So I'm very happy for that. 
Um, not a whole lot of new stuff, but definitely a lot of continued uh, pushing f towards third-party titles. And I think that for the longest time, Nintendo has needed to kind of expand a little bit more on the third-party side, and they're definitely doing that. Uh, and, I mean, SNES getting A Link to the Past and Breath of Fire? I'm all about that. This was a solid direct. Yeah, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I think that it's a solid eight. Um, a lot of meat on the bone. Maybe not. Uh, maybe nothing new or super sexy or exciting, but a lot of really quality stuff that uh, we already knew about was just fleshed out a little bit more. And you know, it, it looked it looked really great. So it was uh, it was it was solid. And uh, I'm excited for all these games coming out soon. Uh, we hope that you thought that this episode of the Champions Cast was solid. We appreciate you guys taking the time out to uh, to come and listen to our show. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. You're going to make sure you're going to want to make sure rather that you're going to head over to Podbean, to iTunes, to all of those other major podcast apps. Check out the Champions Cast there. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys listening in. Uh, you can find myself over at Twitter at Spateri316. You can find Taylor over at Twitter at GIF underscore Bluehawk. That's going to do it for us this week. Man, we are so close to Link's Awakening. I can hardly wait. Me too. It'll be fun. Um, everybody listening, enjoy this masterful rendition of Old Town Road by KK Slider. See you guys later. Oh, 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 oh,